0: And welcome to our second episode of the new year 2022 Megan's gonna have a story for us today It's gonna be amazing. I have no idea what she's gonna talk about really excited about it, but we're happy to be here We hope you guys are all doing well and enjoying your all of your new fitness goals or whatever the heck you decided You're gonna do this new year resolutions are worthless (laughs) honestly (laughs) (laughs) come on megan let's be real it's always good to just make some big announcements like you know this year i'm going to brush my teeth i'm gonna shoot for twice a day i mean goals right there oh i thought i should announce something that's really important right now let's hear it that i got some new chicks oh that's right i got six buff orpingtons anybody who has chickens but they're just like right now they're little tiny round chicks we have six of them and we're enjoying that so yeah yay but by the time this comes out they'll be like a few weeks old so sure well anyway hopefully everybody's doing great we um i have some science news i'm going to share in i a little backstory on this science news Mm -hmm. is that i talked to my uncle he's 70 years old Mm -hmm. he's a metal sculptor like welder artist he's really cool. cool cool guy um and he was mentioning that he has been a vegetarian for eight years i mean he grew up in oklahoma and Grew up with all the beef and the meat and everything. And so him and his wife are like vegetarian all the way, mostly because of they just hate the treatment of animals and not knowing where it comes from. The only thing he'll eat is eggs, but he knows where they're coming from, right? Because he gets them from like local farms. So I was like, that's really cool. And I was like, yeah, it's also all this cows and beef is really bad on the climate. And he was the one that told me, he's like, did you know that they're starting to feed cows kelp? And it's cutting back uh, on their greenhouse emissions. Their flatulence? Their yeah, because I guess you know with the two stomachs and they they burp. Is it more than two
1: stomachs? I swear it's like three stomachs or something. Oh Jesus! I forget. Anyway, I it's a it lot was of just stomachs. Two. So it might just be two. I think you're right.
0: Anyway, so I was like, you know what? This is going to be a great science news. I found an article uh, from the College of Agriculture and Environmental Science at UC Davis, and there's an article they wrote, and this is pretty recent, March of 2021, um, by Diane Nelson and it's uh, feeding cattle seaweed reduces their greenhouse gas emissions by 82%. Dang. That's a lot. That's a lot. So they say new long-term study can mean more sustainable burgers. I mean... I'm into it. They said that a little bit of seaweed... It doesn't have to be a lot. They have it down to, you know, a science, obviously, sure, yeah. <laughs> as to how much you would give the cattle. They say a bit of seaweed and cattle feed can reduce methane emissions as much as 82%, according to new findings from researchers at University of California, Davis. Um, and they published the results, and this was in March, in uh, the journal... PLOS one is it PLOS they're saying it could be more sustainable for livestock because obviously not everybody I mean the world isn't going to stop eating beef yeah
1: so it must change their gut bacteria or something is that what's happening like it's
0: yeah Ermius kabrib I probably messed that up Ermias kabrib so he's this animal science director at the world food center he said we now have evidence that seaweed and cattle diet is effective at reducing greenhouse gases and the efficacy does not diminish over time so it's like less it makes them less gassy I'm like, can I eat this?
1: Wait a second. It's like a beano.
0: (laughs) It's like beano for cows.
1: Beano for cows. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna talk about them, but I wonder if their meat taste changes. You know, because based on what cows eat, they taste different.
0: Don't even bring it up.
1: I'm sorry. Well Well, I wonder if I mean seaweed
0: is delicious. I mean we eat like sushi. Yeah, it's true.
1: I do I mean, I used to not like seaweed and then they came out with like a teriyaki flavored seaweed and I was like okay I can do this. Oh yeah the salty
0: yummy. So the greenhouse gases are a major cause of climate change and methane is a potent greenhouse gas and agriculture is responsible for 10% of greenhouse gas emissions in the US and half of those come from cows and other ruminant animals that belch methane and other gases throughout the day like just dads <laughs> just dads just all the dads since cattle are the top agricultural source of greenhouse gases they a lot of people have suggested eat less meat right, right? and that helps address it cut back everybody it's tough to tell the world
1: don't come for my steak
0: <laughs> <laughs> right a-
1: i would miss it but it wouldn't i don't think it would be like a huge but I, there are people
0: Oh, there are people who are who not know. okay with that. So I was reading an article about different kinds of vegan versus vegetarian. And then mm-hmm. there's also something called a flexitarian, people who want to cut back. Right. But they don't necessarily want to give it up completely. Sure. You know, like sometimes you would eat. Mm-hmm.
1: I would probably put us in that category. Yeah. Because there are, it's not every day that you eat meat. It's more frequent that you're not eating meat or like yeah. meat products. Yeah. My
0: grandparents used to have like a vegetable day Mm -hmm. they're like we're only eating vegetables today and they would switch it up like maybe this you know some fish or whatever yeah i know some people who will eat meat but they won't eat fish because of what's happening at the fisheries oh so there's that this is also from that same guy, uh, Kabrib. It says, much more land is sustainable only for grazing. So, livestock plays a vital role in feeding the 10 billion people who will soon inhabit the planet. Since much of the livestock's methane emissions come from the animal itself, nutrition plays a big role in finding solutions. So, that's what I'm saying. You can't tell everybody to stop eating meat. So, we got to, yeah, they're looking for other solutions. So, mm-hmm. they were able to reduce methane emissions from dairy cows by over 50% by supplementing their diet with seaweed for two weeks. So, what? What happens is the seaweed inhibits a, an enzyme in the cow's digestive system that contributes to the methane production. So this is more of a long-term story, or story, a <laughs> long-term study because they wanted to see, like, does it happen over time? Like, is it consistent? And they found that it is. So four times a day, the cows ate a snack from an open-air contraption that measured the methane in their breath. It's like a breathalyzer. Yeah, from that study they found out that the cows that consumed seaweed emitted much less methane and there was no drop off in efficacy over time. So sweet. Was
1: there also like some kind of collection for toots? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just <laughs> oh jesus so john and i saw this some girl that was maybe on one of those like housewife shows of something Sure, or, sure, sure. those things i don't watch ever those ever never yeah or maybe a bachelorette or bachelor thingy some mm-hmm. sort of reality tv yeah no clue yeah. but some girl i've never heard of, i've never seen she is selling her farts oh, in a jar for five hundred dollars i saw that and people buy them I thought she's it was. she's made $90,000. And so now every time <laughs> anything's brought up, my husband's like, well, I mean, if people are willing to buy farts in a jar, then I buy <laughs> like That's the level amazing. of stupidity in this
1: world. Uh, let's get some feedback. Do you guys want our farts in a jar? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let us know. I,
1: uh, I mean, uh, there's got to be a market for that. <laughs> I, obviously, she's like tapped it.
0: So, okay, here's to answer your question, Megan. Yes. Results from a taste test panel found no difference in the flavor of the beef from seaweed-fed steers compared to Uh a control group. So similar tests with dairy cattle showed that the seaweed had no impact on the taste of milk.
1: Well, that's great. I was wondering if maybe the cows, like the beef, would taste more umami.
0: (laughs) (laughs) so they're saying they're finding ways to farm that specific type of seaweed i have the name it's like asparagopis taxiformis that's great thank you they're they're looking at that and they have another challenge and like how do ranchers provide seaweed supplements to Mm -hmm. grazing cattle that go out and graze in the open range they're gonna figure that out
1: just put it right next to the salt lick I'm Don't like. Cows have like
0: a giant salt lick. They have to go. I'm like. They've got plenty of time to go out there and just like jam some in their mouth, right? But they have like 400, 500 cattle, like,
1: <laughs> and it's like acres and acres and acres it's still of land.
0: Dark. It's like getting dark, and they're like, "Come on, Bessie." <laughs> they just have, have, have like their one.
1: little little sheets of seaweed. <laughs> 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 they gotta open up each individual package. <laughs> the package. Then it then it becomes like an issue of like uh, of like plastic waste. Oh god.
0: Oh god. I so love those things, things though
1: they are yummy. They're I really I days. do hate that they come in so much packaging. Yeah. Come I'm on, like, guys, can, can we not do out. this better? So usually I buy the one that comes like as a really big sheet because my son likes to well, he just likes to eat the whole thing. But then yeah. if I make tuna salad, he'll take that and put it on hot rice and roll it up.
0: That's pretty smart.
1: That was a great science news. Yeah. I uh, enjoyed hearing about that.
0: When you can't change everybody in the world you got to find these like solutions to things and i love it there's so many cool scientists out there doing amazing things and thank you for your work everybody that works on this good job all right megan all right well i'm ready for this are you amazing ready story for
1: this story it's gonna be so good all right really
0: oh <laughs> my mean, god I'm You just set just the bar really high right super now. high
1: <laughs> i have no idea if this is gonna be good or not <laughs> hopefully you guys like it Anyway, we got an email on December fourteenth from Alexis, who is one of our patrons, and she sent this video, this TikTok video. Um, it looks like maybe it was an Instagram reel, but also a TikTok video. You know how they like post, like you, you back see them and forth. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was trying to share it with us on Instagram, but she ended up having to record it from her phone and then send it, which I thought was kind <laughs> of amazing. funny because uh, Instagram only allows ninety second videos, apparently. Ugh.
0: Come on, Instagram.
1: Anyway, so I watch it, and it's this woman talking about pandas. It was all these weird conspiracy theories about panda bears. I was like, we should do an episode on pandas anyway. So today we're going to talk about pandas.
0: That's Panda Watch.
1: (laughs) Panda Watch. And I'm wearing my panda shirt. Oh,
0: I should have worn mine. Well, yeah, I got
1: you a hoodie for Christmas this year. It was an Atlanta Zoo donation.
0: Berry and Bright. And there's two pandas on it all, like, wrapped up in some... um, some christmas lights christmas lights which doesn't look safe yeah, and it's not safe but yeah she got me a hoodie it's bright green it's, it's bright green. amazing <laughs> and i got her what was great is i got her yes. also a hoodie
1: and it's a raccoon uh-huh. and it says trash panda on it
0: <laughs> and i was okay. like this is hilarious great mind. <laughs> anyway no i'm excited that's i i just don't know where you're gonna go with this and they do basically nothing yeah they do yeah. nothing. they're like koalas they're, they're just super like super so, lazy they're so benign they're just like i'm mm-hmm. just i'm just here
1: but are they, Jen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, are you going to tell us? We're going to find out. Oh, my God.
1: All right. So we'll just start with uh, where you can find pandas. They're a terrestrial animal, in case you didn't know. Oh, Jesus. The giant Are panda. we going to just
0: go like, they're black and white? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Originally, they were found throughout eastern and southern China, northern Vietnam, and northern Myanmar or Burma. And now they are only found in the bamboo forests of the Queen Ling Mountains in the hilly province of Sichuan. In six isolated mountain ranges. It's like south central China as well. Uh, They like deciduous broadleaf mixed conifer and subalpine coniferous forest, coniferous forest between elevations of about 1,200 and 3,400 meters. Their habitat is considered to be one of the most biodiverse habitats in the world. Did you know that? No. Yeah, so they support a lot of other animals, including golden snub nosed monkeys, takins, or takins. T-A-K-I-N-S, red pandas and snow leopards. Those are all a threatened or endangered species that pandas actually their habitat supports. Giant pandas are generally solitary and each adult has like defined territory and females do not like to be in proximity to other females. They don't like to hang out together.
0: Really? They
1: only really get together when it's like breeding season. Once they mate, the male leaves and the female raises a cub by herself. Not cool. Let's talk about some physical features. So everybody knows what a giant panda looks like, their face. They have like the panda black eyes, right? Yes. And there's mostly they're like white and they have some black areas on them. There are two functions for these markings, their coloring. One is camouflage because they hide out in snowy habitats right? So that's like mostly the white part. Because the arms and legs are black, that helps them hide in the shade.
0: No, I could see that. like a Because yeah. sha- if you think about shadowy. those forests, they're probably very shadowy. Mm-hmm. There's light shining through and dark areas. So yeah. I
1: could see that. Did you know that like domestic cats, pandas have slits, vertical slits for their pupils? I did no, not know that.
0: I didn't yeah. know that either. Is it so they can see better?
1: Yeah. One also kind of fun fact about pandas is that they have six fingers And then they also have an extended wrist bone that works like a thumb and helps them to grip bamboo. So it's not a full thumb. It's just like this extra piece that they can kind of balance the bamboo on, which makes them look very human-like when they're eating or doing anything. Because they can kind of make a grip, which is not the same as other bears. Because they're, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, they're in the bear family
0: oh psh. back <laughs> up megan let me back up here do you guys know that <laughs> i
1: don't know if you guys know that let's talk about their reproduction they are sexually mature between four and eight years old and they will reproduce until they're about 20 and mating season is between march and may and estrus in the females last for two or three days for only once a year
0: what oh okay let's
1: just talk about wow why can't we be be like pandas <laughs> I have some thoughts on on <laughs> pandas just in general, but oh my God. and not like pigs, copulation time ranges from 30 seconds to five minutes. So gestation is between 95 and 160 days. And the reason it's a variable is due to the fact that the fertilized egg is probably going to linger in the reproductive system before it actually implants in the uterine wall, which we talked about, I think it was with polar bears, mm-hmm. wasn't it that it was like the egg would wait for more like the most suitable conditions and then implant.
0: Yeah, I can't remember if it was polar bear, polar bears or harp seals.
1: I'm not, I feel like it was polar bears. No,
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Uh, mother pandas keep contact with their cub nearly 100% of the time during their first month. At five months old, giant pandas learn how to climb. And they sometimes do that by practicing climbing on their mom, which is super cute. Pandas are born with sterile intestines and require bacteria obtained from their mother's feces to digest vegetation, which means that... At some point mom
0: poops on them. Poops on them.
1: <laughs> like there was no additional information about like how they get the feces into their digestive tract. But I'm assuming either what well, mom just poops and then they eat it.
0: It's just like basically like chewed up bamboo.
1: Essentially. About half of the pregnancies pandas have result in twins. But really sadly, only one usually survives because the mother will select the stronger of the cubs and then let the weaker cub die from starvation. And the reason they think this happens is because pandas actually don't store a lot of fat. She probably won't be able to produce enough milk to sustain two cubs. So she only deals with one. That's that some, is... that's some Sophie's choice right there. <laughs>
0: Sad right there, yeah. <laughs>
1: like uh, when the cub is first born, it's pink, blind, and toothless. I feel like a lot of people know that about panda bears. I think so. And they weigh one eight hundredth of its mother's weight.
0: That's another. Another that's what I'm saying. Like... another one. They just like did <laughs> I just give birth? I don't even know what I thought did something happened. I feel like I just sharted. <laughs>
1: This size, proportional size to the mother, is makes it the smallest baby of any placental mammal in the world.
0: Wow. They only go through estrus once a year and then they have like the smallest baby ever. Yeah. Come back in my next life as a panda.
1: For sure. The newborn panda will nurse 6 to 14 times a day for up to 30 minutes at a time. 1 to 2 weeks after birth, the cub's skin turns gray where the hair is going to become black, and then by a month after birth, color pattern of the cub's fur is fully developed. The cubs can eat small quantities of bamboo after 6 months, but for the first year, they're going to rely on only mom's milk for their primary food source. So kind of I feel like that's very similar to like human infants yeah it's like around four to six months they start to actually eat but they're Mm -hmm. still nursing so right right they're gonna live with their mothers until they're 18 to 18 months to two years old (laughs) they're saying 18 i was like 18 years years. (laughs) like us usually giant pandas give birth once every two years Wow. So they have a really low fecundity rate. I I think everybody knows that captive breeding of pandas has been a real problem. So they were listed endangered. Well, it was like in this, I think it was like 76. There were about a thousand pandas in the wild and then just declining from there. And so there was an like kind of an emergency situation where they're like, okay, we got to get these pandas, take them in to Mm -hmm. zoos and do Mm -hmm. captive breeding programs. But as soon as the pandas got to zoos, they were like, we don't want to do it. We're fine. It's been like this huge undertaking to get them, you know, to have a captive bred panda baby.
0: Yeah, because they just won't do it.
1: Mostly artificial insemination was like the primary way or preferred method. Mm -hmm. But fun fact scientists and caretakers who were like really frustrated with the panda's lack of enthusiasm to do captive breeding Mm -hmm. showed them porn, panda porn, like videos of pandas pandas doing it. it.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) Like, hey, you guys, look over here. This is how.
1: This is how you do it.
0: Yeah. Did it work?
1: I don't think so. They also gave male pandas Viagra.
0: No. Yes. I like how they all sat around. with their coffee and they're like how do we get them to do
1: it they have like a vision board behind them (laughs) and they're like let's let's hear some ideas bob panda porn (laughs) panda porn that's yes do we have footage of pandas doing it in the wild and
0: then they show it it doesn't work and every time okay what now panda porn (laughs) it just keeps coming back to panda porn
1: well i'm like it can't be that interesting because it's very quick
0: I don't know. Would they yeah. watch that on TV? I mean, is that... Well,
1: and I was reading... I think I'm going to talk about it later, but pandas don't visually assess their surroundings so much as, like, they spatially know where things are. Okay. So, I don't... I mean, I wonder if even them watching something was, like...
0: And, I mean, and then giving them a moot point. an erection for a day they're probably just looking at it like what the heck what is going on what this is very uncomfortable i'm gonna go sleep it off (laughs) probably like they just don't
1: because scientists were super worried about the dwindling population and the possibility of inbreeding they started collecting frozen sperm so i guess in 1980 is when people figured out how to freeze sperm they started doing that for the the panda population and actually in july of 2020 2009 chinese scientists confirmed the birth of the first cub to be successfully conceived through artificial insemination they used frozen sperm from a giant panda from sichuan named yu oh y-o-u but i'm sure in chinese it means something else totally i I didn't look it up i'm sorry yeah it's just a name in august 2014 there was a rare birth of panda triplets in china and it was the like fourth of those kind of births to happen apparently they've also tried surrogacy with other species so they'll clone panda embryos and implant them into another species of a bear bear, i hope right (laughs) although i mean they're so small would would it even matter (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god and they did end up getting panda fetuses but they never had a live like a successful live birth giant pandas spend 10 to 16 hours a day feeding like basically what they do all day long is eat bamboo and they oh. need at least two different kinds of bamboo to make sure that the different seasons are covered like when the bamboo flowers and sprouts and all that stuff uh, or they'll die of starvation
0: oh my gosh
1: uh, something that I thought was really interesting about pandas is that people say that they're really lazy. I mean, it's true. Because they're eating this, like, not very nutritious, mostly fiber, like mm-hmm. protein, there's a little protein in the leaves, but it's like they have to eat so much of it, and they have basically no energy to do anything else. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it almost makes me think that they're like in a constant state of torpor. Like they're laying around, just stuffing their faces.
0: And they're like, uh, and it's, like, yeah, they just keep eating.
1: the energy to, like, when they move during different seasons to areas with different bamboo or whatever. Right. It's, like, that's a lot of work for them. Because they just don't have the energy. I feel that. Right. Um, They are essentially vegetarians, but they have a, a carnivore digestive system and they have been known to supplement their diet with eggs, small animals, carrion, and they forage for pumpkin, kidney beans, wheat, and domestic pig food. I guess that's been like if they show up at a farm or if they're in captivity. Do
0: they show up at farms?
1: There are a lot of people who live in that area. It's like, what is that, the Yangtze River populated area in China, so
0: I don't know. That would be so exciting.
1: You're just like sitting there and a panda shows up. Because they eat all that fiber, like so much fiber, on average, pandas poop 40 times a day.
0: Well, that's what they're spending all their energy (laughs) on. Wow, imagine... You know, when when they are in zoos or in captivity, like cleaning up. I bet it's great fertilizer, though.
1: Exactly. So that's part of the reason why they're so important to these areas is uh-huh. because they are sustaining the plant life.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: These bamboo forests with their
0: poops. 40 poops a day times <laughs> however many pandas.
1: Oh, I think we'll get to it later. But I think there's like 1800
0: pandas in the wild. That's a lot of poo. That's a lot of poo, but not enough pandas. Not enough pandas. We need more pandas.
1: Yeah. Two of the pandas' most distinctive features, the fact that they're, like, large and fat, which actually they're not, for bears, they're not very large. They're only, like, I think males are, like, 280. Yeah. And females can be, like, 230. So they're on the smaller size of bears, but they're still, like, obviously bigger than us. And they're floofy. I've, yeah. And they're just kind of rotund. Yeah. Um, And so and also their round faces. So that's the other distinctive feature. Um, the, The anthropologists say that this is actually an adaptation from their bamboo diet. So there's this anthropologist Russell sea Shun. Perfect. Who says, quote, Much like the vegetarian gorilla, the low body surface area to body volume of the giant panda is indicative of a lower m- metabolic rate. This lower metabolic rate and more sedentary lifestyle allows the giant panda su- to subsist on nutrient-poor resources such as bamboo. Similarly, the giant panda's round face is the result of a powerful jaw muscles, which attach oh. from the top of the head to the jaw. Large molars crush and grind fibrous plant material. It's like if we just sat around eating... A lot of celery, I'm
0: thinking. Something, what's, well, what's like more hard than hard. that? Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if they eat it all the way down to the really hard parts. They eat
1: everything on the bamboo, yeah.
0: Remember, weren't you trying to cut some bamboo?
1: Did we talk about that <laughs> I ever? I think we did. I'm sure we yeah. did. When I tried to like just pull it out of the ground. <laughs> it's like the world's toughest grass.
0: It is. And you're like the saddest Peace Corps ever.
1: My host family was like, what are you doing, you dum dumb?
0: But they watched you for But they watched a me they for watch like 45 struggle.
1: minutes. Yeah, yeah, just sweating. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, I'm trying to get this up and they're like, You gotta burn that. You can't 45 up. minutes
0: later you're like, Ugh, you're all so sweaty, muddy. I, like
1: my muscles are like shaking. <laughs> I just can't anymore. And they're just like, you uh, stupid. Yeah, this stuff is tough. Yeah. Well, and i so I've watched them eat it, um, bamboo shoots, and it's like they kind of rip it apart. Like sugar cane. Like sugar cane, yeah. Kind of like a fun slash sad fact Mm -hmm. also about their diet uh, is that extinct relatives of the giant panda suggest that they were omnivorous seven million years ago, Mm. but at some point they lost the umami taste receptor, making meat not taste very good. Uh It kind of tasted off to them after they lost this taste receptor, and that's probably why they were one of the reasons why they changed their food source to just the bamboo.
0: But they're still able to eat meat. Yeah,
1: because they still have it's... all the same teeth, you know, bear teeth. Um, they do have some natural predators other than humans. Obviously, habitat destruction is a huge reason why they are or were declining in mm-hmm. number. Uh, but young cubs are also vulnerable to attacks by snow leopards, yellow-throated martens, eagles... Ooh. really feral dogs and the asian black bear uh sub adults who weigh up to 50 kilograms so i guess it's like teenage bears mm-hmm. um they might also be vulnerable to predation by leopards and i'm wondering if like when they talk about snow leopards being endangered and that the pandas support them i'm wondering if they're talking about that snow leopards eat a lot of pandas because i'm not sure exactly what How that connection else did is they yeah support them I mean, maybe that's a direct connection. Maybe there's like a roundabout way.
0: Well, it might just be that they're, like you said, they're supporting that ecosystem right. and other smaller predators. their prey the leopards... that the leopards can eat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Prey.
1: I thought this was great. Unlike other animals in ancient China, pandas were rarely thought to have medicinal uses. Mm-hmm. So they don't, you know, like no one's trying to get their gallbladder or God, liver or whatever. There's like a couple of uses from the Sichuan tribal peoples. Uh, one was that they would use panda urine to melt swallowed needles if someone accidentally swallowed a needle which i'm like i want to hear that story where
0: <laughs> oops i accidentally swallowed this needle we need panda urine to cure that
1: right i'm like, like what kind of needles that? and the other use of pandas in ancient china was the use of panda pelts to control menstruation and i didn't read about like how that happened or what they did or well you
0: should see the way i'm looking at megan right now <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, yeah
1: but i don't think it was like a widespread thing
0: that seems wild
1: The West first learned about the giant panda on March 11th of 1869. There was a French missionary, Armand David, and he received a skin of a panda from a hunter. And that's like the very first, I guess, recorded knowledge of pandas outside of China and like Vietnam and where they used to be. The first Westerner known to have seen a living giant panda is the German zoologist Hugo Weigold, who purchased a cub in 1916. And then, this is kind of shitty, uh, Kermit and Theodore Roosevelt Jr. became the first Westerners to shoot a panda. Uh, They were on an expedition funded by the Field Museum of Natural History in the 1920s, of course. Probably on some kind of collection thing. God. Come on, Field Museum. Even though we did talk about them in a couple other episodes. Yeah. Really good. But in that time period, I feel like a lot of really crappy stuff happened when people were collecting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And of course, a lot of pandas have moved to zoos throughout the world over the years. Up until 1984, gifts of giant pandas to American and Japanese zoos formed an important part of diplomacy in the People's Republic of China. It is considered something called panda diplomacy. So it's like some of the first cultural exchanges between China and the West because it was like pandas. They call it panda diplomacy.
0: Just have, have two pandas. We'll let you have
1: them, Um, but since 1984, China began to offer pandas to other nations uh, only on loan. So, like now, you can only get them on loan. Like they won't just give you a panda; they will charge you rent on the panda up to a million dollars, like U.S. dollars USD per year, and then any cubs that are born from the loan. Of those pandas are considered property of China. So that's the understanding since 1984. How
0: long do pandas live?
1: Pandas live about 20 years in the wild and up to like 30 in captivity. Uh, And it looks like the oldest panda ever in captivity was born in 1978 and died at 38 on October 16th, 2016. Gia Gia. She was a female. 38? 38. She made it to 38. Wow. I'm old for a panda. So yeah, since 1984... You can only get them on loan. Since 1998, because of a World Wildlife Foundation lawsuit, the United States Fish and Wildlife Service only allows U.S. zoos to import a panda if the zoo can ensure that China will use more than half of the loan fee for conservation efforts to support the pandas.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah.
1: Which I think is smart. That is. Because it's like, yeah, we're, you need to pay us. I guess, a yearly fee of a million dollars for this panda. And what are you guys going to do with that fee?
0: It has to go back into conservation.
1: The Sichuan Giant Panda Sanctuaries. So those are the basically where pandas live mm-hmm. still in the wild. They were inscribed into the UNESCO World Heritage List in 2006. They're considered a UNESCO World Heritage Site, which gives them additional protection and funding and all of that crap. So not all conservationists agree that the money that's spent on conserving pandas is well spent. There's this conservationist, Chris Packham, and he argued that the breeding of pandas in captivity is, quote, pointless because, quote, there is not enough habitat left to sustain them. Packham argues that the money spent on the pandas would be better spent elsewhere and has said that he would, quote, eat the last panda if I could have all the money we spent on panda conservation put back on the table for me to do more sensible things with.
0: Awkward. I mean, if there's not enough habitat, then aren't they focusing some of the funds on... Restoring Habitat. Restoring pan- Habitat. Yeah. You would think
1: so. I mean, I didn't find too much information on if they're doing any kind of like habitat restoration. Bro,
0: don't talk about eating a panda.
1: I know. He was also quoted as saying the panda is possibly one of the grossest wastes of conservation money in the last half century. He has apologized for saying that, I guess, to people who like pandas, but it's found that in 2015, there was a paper that showed that giant pandas can serve as an umbrella species for the preservation of their habitat and also other endemic species in China, including 70% of the country's forest birds, 70% of mammals, and 31% of amphibians.
0: Yeah, so by conserving habitat for pandas, you're also... Mm -hmm. And conserving pandas because they're producing this habitat, essentially. But you're also essentially
1: protecting all these other species. Yeah, so Chris Packham can, you know...
0: I hope the panda's gonna
1: eat him. (laughs) Microbes and panda poops are being investigated for their use in creating biofuels from bamboo and other plant materials. So I yeah, I'm like when I heard about them pooping 40 times a day, I'm like, are we collecting this and are we using it as a fuel? Seriously. An alternative. I mean, honestly. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about their some fun behaviors that pandas have. Panda porn. Panda porn. Sometimes to mark their scent, they climb up a tree backwards with their hind feet until they're like in a full handstand and they pee. Higher in the tree, so they can leave their scent oh, higher. Yeah, smart. There's a picture of it. It's kind of funny.
0: I have a hard time picturing them doing anything upside down, just because.
1: Just really slowly. Yeah, they're just doing it. Uh, they're like, oh, oh, this I really got a really pee. So pandas were originally thought to be crepuscular, so like active at dawn and dusk. There's the scientist Jin Dong Zhang that found pandas might have their own category because they are active at peaks in the morning, afternoon, and also at midnight. They're just like always active. And I think that's, I mean, they have to eat a lot to have any kind of energy. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. Probably. They're most active in June. And then they decrease activity in late summer and autumn. And then again, they're active again from November to March. They shelter in hollow trees or rock crevices. And they don't make dens like other bears. Okay. Um, So they don't hibernate. And I didn't see anything about them doing any kind of torpor, but honestly, like, all they do all the time, just, I consider torpor. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel like they're just in a constant state of wherever they are. Just like
0: eating and chilling.
1: Yeah. When it gets cooler in whatever area they are, they move to elevations with warmer temperatures. Just roll. Just roll. They just roll down the hill.
0: They're like, oh, better down here.
1: Pandas communicate through vocalizations and scent marking. Uh, and they also claw trees. And then the scent marking is through spraying urine.
0: What sound do they make? I didn't look at it. Is Is it like bear sounds? Do they make bear sounds?
1: I mean, I'm sure it's got to be similar to a bear sound. Hold on. Is it like a baby bear? Oh. Really? Yeah. That's kind of a lame bear sound. It's I don't so mean to be sneaky. a jerk.
0: Yeah. And it's s- kind of like the mouth is like, eee. Yeah.
1: I was expecting something more guttural, like... <gasps> is that true? Maybe because they're so much smaller. This
0: says that pandas bleat like sheep-like sounds and make other noises. That's weird. This is a big one. Wait, this is a big panda.
1: Okay, let's hear that. Let's hear the big panda.
0: Okay. Right. <laughs> it sounds kind of like... It's like like, when your cat sees something on the wall and they want to get it.
1: (laughs) It's like a a cross between a cat and a horse sound.
0: weird. Yeah, so it's like a horse. That's kind of cute.
1: Those are fun. Another really fun fact about pandas is that they have been known to cover themselves in horse manure to protect against cold temperatures. Like, who saw this? How did they even... Did they specifically go for horse manure? How do you know it was horse manure? Was it not their own poop? I don't know. I just imagine that they're around them. There's just like a lot of poop. I mean, it Mm -hmm. must have
0: been just an observation. Something happened. Where there are horses. Right. And is this like a regular thing? Or was it like observed once? Right. And I doubt they're around horse manure all the time in the wild i
1: don't know saying though the panda is often assumed to be docile it has been known to attack humans presumably out of irritation rather than aggression so now we're going to talk about panda attacks Oh, my God. <laughs> that cannot be a
0: thing. It is a you thing. You don't want to be the person that got it. So that guy, <laughs> the guy that's like talking about eating pandas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Just can soon. see them like going after that guy.
1: I mean, there's only a handful that or, have been recorded. I can only of, imagine. So we're, I found a paper, like an actual scientific journal paper. Like peer-reviewed publication. Yes. Okay. Talking about panda attacks. So let me just back up. Let me just back up and say that pandas have a very large bite force. I mean, they have to be able to break bamboo, right? Oh, yeah. Adult giant pandas can generate the power of 2,600 newtons with their canine teeth. I have no idea what that is. You can squeeze really hard. so powerful (laughs) that it can rip apart a piece of meat like a tangerine peel. Okay. So think about when we open a tangerine peel, like one of those cuties or something, it's like really easy. Uh Yeah. That's what it's like for a panda to bite down.
0: Oh, oh yeah.
1: People can tear into a slice of meat with a force of around eight hundred and ninety newtons. So theirs is twenty six hundred. Ours is like about nine hundred. Or
0: like baby newtons.
1: Yeah. Panda's back teeth are almost seven times the size of a human's tooth.
0: Wow. Very large. Big.
1: All right, so case one. On September 19th, 2006, a 28-year-old drunken male tourist visiting Beijing City Zoo named Zhang, and then they didn't say the last name, or like the first name, Mm -hmm, you know, just mm -hmm. the family name, was attacked when he jumped into the giant panda enclosure and tried to pet it to show off to his companion. His right calf was bitten severely by this giant panda and was diagnosed as an open injury with skin defect. And then they talk about... Some, yeah, it's like some doctor speak for debridement procedure was performed at almost midnight after a tetanus shot was injected.
0: So he jumped in and tried to pet it and they bit his leg.
1: Yeah, minor.
0: Yeah. There
1: are pictures too in the paper. They should like show the pictures of the bite wounds and pretty gnarly. I mean, we're talking about almost took off this dude's all the meat on his leg.
0: That's what he gets.
1: On January 7th, 2009, a 32-year-old male tourist visiting the same zoo. I don't know if it's the same. It's not the same guy, because obviously the first guy was 28, but it has the same name written down, Zhang, and then XX was attacked by a giant panda after accidentally falling into its enclosure. His left calf was bitten severely by the giant panda and was diagnosed as an open, composited injury with skin defect. And then there's figures, some photos of it.
0: I mean, it's pretty minor compared to if you fell into, like, a grizzly sure. enclosure, enclosure or a polar bear enclosure. Yeah. I think yeah. It, you would be missing, like, your head. Your head. What you see in all of these is that
1: pandas really go for the limbs. Yeah. They go for, like, the legs or the arms, not so much... Like a vital part of your body. Yeah, the polar bears are all about your head. The head. Uh, case three on June seventh, two thousand nine. A thirty-nine-year-old male tourist, also visiting Beijing City Zoo. So just like, don't go there. I don't understand. Do they not have? Something up that you won't
0: fall in? I don't know. And they're getting older too. Yeah. Like why is a 39-year-old <laughs> falling into a panda right. enclosure? Like what is wrong with you? Uh, this uh guy named Ma XX
1: was attacked by a giant panda after accidentally falling into its enclosure. His left foot and right elbow joint were bitten by the giant panda. He got a free skin graft. I don't know if that means free, like money-wise. I think it just means it's a skin graft. I
0: wonder if they're just trying to take photos. Did you ever see, do you remember that series of photos a long time ago? Dudes like in all these crazy poses to take pictures, like extreme poses. The legs are all spread apart and they're like, like you don't remember Jean that Vandu- we're going back to like oh, early like
1: memes people taking photos yeah of people things. taking right. photos of photos <laughs> yeah. of things they were doing something they were like trying to take a photo and yes. like just fell in
0: and just, yeah like he was in some crazy pose stretch yeah, yeah. that was what was happening Probably. i already picture it
1: so those are the three case studies that this paper talked about but in december of 2016 a wildlife expert was attacked by a female panda and And he ended up in the hospital. The female panda savaged the wildlife expert for five minutes, leaving the man with both wrists broken and a part of his hand missing. So this is a 41-year-old man, Wei Hua, and he's actually like a conservation specialist. Mm -hmm. And he says that he has, quote unquote, forgiven the panda for her ferocity. I can't hate the panda, Mr. Wei was quoted as saying by Chinese media today. I have forgiven it in my heart. I study and work on this kind of thing. I understand the behavior of animals better than others. So he has a master's degree in wildlife conservation, and he had been working with pandas since 2013. So this happened in 2016. And he and a couple colleagues went to Wolong Nature Reserve in the Sichuan province to monitor that female bear and its baby uh, female little daughter. They recently got to this like training center, I guess, where maybe it was like a captive born bear and then they were going to return them to the wild, Uh the wilderness. And actually, Mr. Wei and the two people who came with him, they were all wearing panda suits. To not distress the pandas. Have you ever seen them? I I think I have it's seen so that. Freaking cute. Anyway, they're wearing panda suits. I guess they were trying to find the young bear, but the monitoring device on the bear had like fallen off or something. So they couldn't detect a signal. So they went to find the pandas. The mom attacked. She like saw them, knew that they weren't pandas. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> so after this bear, Z May... G-may. The bear bit him and then drug him across the ground repeatedly. I, oh. I don't know if this is like back and forth, injuring his arms and then tore a foot tendon and then took part of his hand. So I, I guess he went to the hospital and he had to have seven pints of blood. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, pumped into his body. He got a pretty extensive blood transfusion and he's getting constructive surgery or got constructive surgery. He said after about five minutes, my colleagues were able to get her attention and pulled a piece of clothing that was blocking her eyes. Then she relaxed her grip. He also said, I still don't know if she wanted more to eat or if she was playing. I think probably she was just like, get away from my kid. I don't
0: think she was either one of those. No. She was just irritated. Like, why are you so close to me?
1: And then this is the last one I have. It happened March 22nd of 2021.
0: Panda attacks
1: caretaker at Belgian Zoo. A giant panda at at a Belgian zoo unexpectedly attacked one of its caretakers, biting the attendant on the arm and leg and seriously injuring them. It doesn't say the name of the person. I read a bunch of articles that basically say the same thing. There's this panda, Tian Bao, who uh, stays at this zoo. It's like a zoo and botanical garden called Peridiza,
0: located
1: in the province of Hanout, Belgium. Probably effing up all of those names. So Perfect. So what happened, this is kind of nuts, is that somehow the panda got into a corridor that's only for caretakers, like a hallway. Okay. I think that probably would have been in between enclosures or something. Uh-huh. And the staff member, like, turned the corner.
0: And was like, oh, hey. <laughs>
1: and the panda was like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, attacked this worker. I think it was just, like, startling the bear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everybody was startled
0: everybody was kung fu fighting
1: <laughs> maybe one of the heads of this zoo botanical garden said what is certain is that the panda should never have been allowed in that room <laughs> and i'm like yeah of course yeah somehow it got out and got into the hallway so and it's still being investigated i i, I didn't find any follow-up articles to it it was all just like this guy or person so all of these people
0: there. were injured no one was killed
1: no one was killed. So yeah. has
0: anybody ever been killed? I've never, I have reporting? never read
1: anything about anyone being killed. It's just these bites, just yeah. some bites. So not too bad. If you're gonna get attacked by any bear, and just I stop say like jumping and
0: or falling into <laughs> enclosures. Come on, people.
1: Could you not? I mean, honestly, what's going on at the Beijing National Zoo? What that is? So up- many people are just falling and in, dudes.
0: I'm telling you, it's the crazy, they're trying to get a crazy photo angle. They just fall in. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: So this panda at the Belgian Zoo, she was born June 2nd, 2016. Oh, at June 2nd, you say? Oh yeah, that's right, Gemini. That's
0: my birthday. <laughs>
1: oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Duh. Yeah. And she was the first giant panda to be born in a European country and is expected to be sent to China after, I'm sorry, his first birthday. At the end of one of the articles, it was like, it is not immediately clear if this attack will see Tianbao Bao sent to to China earlier.
0: <laughs> the bear's like, fine, send me to China. I didn't open the door to let my, you know, like you guys just left it open. And I just went in there to see right? what was going on.
1: Let me talk about something real quick. That video that Alexis sent us, there are apparently so many conspiracies having to do with pandas. And really? I'm going to start kind of like the weirder ones. And then we'll just get to, I mean, I don't know. They're all weird. The first one I'm going to talk about is called the Black Eye Club or Celebrity Pandas panda club basically what i could gather is that this is some kind of q like a weird conspiracy that takes the idea of jewish blood libel which is this practice that came from like the I, I mean people thought was going on in the dark ages like that's where we're repeating now is we're just repeating the dark age conspiracy theories at okay. this point but basically the idea is that celebrities use the blood of children as an anti-aging thing and that it causes them to have like black eyes and there's all these doctored photos of like celebrities with black eyes. I don't oh, know. My. It's just super weird. I was like, what? So in the video that Alexis sent us, it's this woman talking about pandas and all these different conspiracy theories. And I can't tell if she's believing them or if she's just like, check all this stuff out. It's so crazy. There's some biology errors that she was talking about. And then she said something about do your own research. But then she she suggests to do your research on YouTube and Reddit. And I'm like, I oh, don't no, no, no.
0: Uh, anyway youtube and reddit (laughs) there's yeah
1: did you know that some people believe that pandas don't actually exist that they are a made-up species and that in actuality all pandas are people in panda costumes elaborately made panda costumes or that they're dogs like certain kind of dogs painted to look like pandas
0: why would somebody even what would (laughs) what would make somebody like sit and think about
1: that i want to just say jen like don't think about it too much okay honestly this is we're talking about like
0: fringe conspiracy theories these are people that aren't they just can't be all there they've got to have some sort of for sure mental health yes something like
1: you know something's going on i mean i think we talked about this before it's like when you had that one aunt in your family who read the national Enquirer. But, like, now all of them can connect with each other online.
0: Right. And so these, right, right, right. It, it
1: gives this validity to these conspiracy theories that are just like, what?
0: Yeah, National Enquirer. I forgot about that. Thing. Yeah, dude.
1: That's I feel like what we're looking at is National Enquirer. Yeah, just online. And so yeah. much easier to connect and you can make videos and you can look legit and you can talk about things. Like, yeah, just watching this woman's video, I was like, wow, this is a lot of misinformation. (laughs) And I'm like, is this a satire? I can't tell. You know, she was like, you guys got to get out there and learn about these pandas. You know, they're like, there's so many things you have to learn about that they don't, you know, they don't camouflage well in their environment. And they have like, I don't know, she's talking about the idea about them eating only bamboo, but then they have a carnivorous or carnivore digestive tract. Which is true, they do, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. at the same time, when we just talked about their ancient, you know, their ancestors, their...
0: She's like, don't even get me started on the platypus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was just the weirdest video, and I was like, Alexis, this is great. I mean, sometimes it is kind of fun to, like, watch those things and be like, wow, people believe the weirdest things. It was an interesting video.
0: I need to watch that. Guess what, people? Pandas are real. Are they, though, Jen? I mean, have you well, seen one? In real- <laughs> ask those people that fell into their enclosure and right. got their leg chewed off. When you start looking up conspiracy theories
1: online and just the things, I I'm probably I'm flagged on some government thing now because I read a bunch of stuff. I think even the way that the language is, like, written, it's uh-huh. in English, but, like, I just, I cannot... <laughs> comprehend and i'm just like wow that's a anyway so there were people who uh, have seen pandas eating at like a zoo Uh or on a video Uh and they're talking about how they look like humans when they eat which again we learned today they have their six fingers and then they have a little thumb bone protrusion that looks like you know because other bears don't have that i get it i get it how you would be like oh okay it looks like a human but it's not a freaking human Anyway,
0: okay, so are gorillas and chimpanzees humans? I was because in they suits? really they yeah. really look like humans.
1: I mean, I'm sure that there's something some kind of conspiracy. Oh, for sure. That just people are in gorilla suits in the mist.
0: <laughs> in the mist <laughs> just hanging out. Just hanging out. Like I'm just going to wear this gorilla suit of the time all the time just hanging out I mean can you imagine being
1: like a panda conservation ecologist or scientist or behavioral scientist or something you study pandas and then there are people out there who are like you're studying people in panda suits and you
0: would be like
1: "Just gonna take a moment just gonna take a moment I have an organization to support Jen
0: Oh, I'm sure there's a lot.
1: Well, number one is the scientific, any scientific academic journal on the planet studying pandas. We should definitely support them. Yeah. Like number one. (laughs) But no, I decided to go with WWF.org.
0: Okay. Because
1: because they they have the charismatic panda as their logo. They're the ones. They're the ones. And they have done so much work for pandas. And you can adopt any kind of animal. Um, and we did, I made uh, an adoption, I think it was a $25, you get like a certificate. I opted for the email certificate so as to save paper. <laughs> yes. Um, but An
0: e-certificate.
1: Let me just say what www.org says on their website. Our mission is to build a future in which people live in harmony with nature. From our experience as the world's leading independent conservation body, we know that the well-being of people, wildlife, and the environment are closely linked. The charismatic giant panda is a global conservation icon and the symbol of our organization. Thanks to decades of successful conservation work, wild panda numbers are starting to recover, but they remain at risk. Human activities continue to be the biggest threats to their survival. An extensive giant panda nature reserve network exists, but one third of all wild pandas live outside of protected areas in small, isolated populations. There are 1,864 giant pandas left in the wild and then 422 are in captivity. And I think that number might have, it might be a little dated. It might be from 2016. I can't tell which article. Do we
0: know what earlier numbers, like when they, what what the population should have been or when it was? Right now they're
1: considered vulnerable. Oh. They've been downlisted. They've been downlisted from uh, endangered to threatened to now vulnerable. So they're definitely on the rise because they come from such a specific area that they want to get them all, you know, in that area. Okay. Uh, there aren't any pandas living like in Michigan or something. So <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just in yes. Detroit, just hanging out. And, you know, I'm not entirely sure about the, numbers like what the expectation of the numbers are historically but what I can tell you is that uh and this is from Wikipedia so it's a culmination of a bunch of information but 1976 I think is when they first started counting them actually oh, okay. counting them and there were a thousand that were in the wild
0: oh wow yeah so there's a lot more yeah. now, and they've gone down in
1: 1985 they're like 800 I think I think they're trying to just build up the population as much as possible, but then, like I said, make it one area Yeah, where they can all live happily ever after. We got a lot of bamboo here. We do. I
0: mean, again. Bring some pandas over. They don't got to move anywhere. It's nice and toasty. The snakes wouldn't bother them. I mean, <laughs> just chill maybe out. they could eat them. Wait, what they eat snakes? <laughs> I mean, they, snakes? Do. they eat
1: They eat small animals. Small mm, mammals. We may be mammals. onto to something here. Right? Give or them like, like a little bit more energy.
0: Hear us out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if
1: Atlanta Zoo is still putting out things for their panda stuff, but you could donate to them for um, panda conservation as well. All right. Well, so that is my
0: panda story for today. That was amazing. It's like a little bit fun. I was really wondering how you were going to tell a story about pandas.
1: Honestly, the more I learned about pandas... Today, the more I was like, wow, my cat, who I named Panda, is literally a panda. Yeah. Yeah. He's not interested in like sexy blanket time.
0: Not so much in even into playing. Just wants to... He just wants to lay around. He wants to eat. Just be rotund. He does a lot of poops too. There's a lot of poop. (laughs) 44 poops a day. Well, thanks, Megan. That was a great story. Thank you.
1: And so, Jen. Yes. What would you put in your emergency preparedness? For what? Save the pandas... Save your arm from a panda.
0: I guess I would just need a panda suit.
1: A onesie? A panda onesie?
0: No, like a real, like a rotund, like... Like a fully panda suit. Like full panda suit. And then I could just like jump out of it and all the conspiracy theorists would be like, we told you. (laughs) But it also seems like it would protect you from getting too, you know... Annihilated. Although I think the worst attack was the panda suit. What kind of right, panda right, suit right, are we right, talking right. about? Yeah. I'm was talking it... about like I'm wearing like one of the mascot uniforms sure. for like a football game. Sure, yeah. I'm fully dedicated to a full panda Kung suit. Fu panda suit. <laughs> 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 Which, if you think about
1: it, Kung Fu panda, he was expending a lot of energy for a panda. Although a lot of his moves are pretty passive. Yeah. Like, it just kind of happens. But he's so
0: strong, I think. Right. Is,
1: he, he's very strong. Mm-hmm. so That's a lot of weight to show try And not a lot of fat. Right. I just want to throw that out there. That they're just... It's
0: a lot of muscle?
1: <laughs> I guess. Because they don't store fat. Like, they're not right. fatty. They just look fatty. But yeah. it's just because they hang out all day. They got nothing else to do. Jack Black was a good pick for that. Yeah, I agree. I'm
0: going with full padded panda suit that's smart yeah yeah
1: so you can like interact with the pandas play and some play some jokes on conspiracy theorists exactly
0: Mess with some people's
1: heads i love it
0: yeah. let's just say that they are usually you know a lot of these people that come up with these things usually have a mm. loud voice that's country. where we are that's where we are yeah
1: well and where's the like smallest number of conspiracy theorists what country is that is it sweden you oh, know what I mean? Probably. It's got to be some Scandinavian country because those people are super smart. Oh my God, Jen! What if Scan? This is a conspiracy theory. What if Scandinavian countries
0: <laughs> don't start making your own <laughs> conspiracy theories? Come
1: up with conspiracy theories to keep the rest of the world dumb.
0: Wow, she's really proud of that. She just I'm thought of so it. proud of that. <laughs> Make a YouTube about it. Oh, it's happening. Give it a catchphrase. It's we should on. start some conspiracy theories that catch on in a way that it starts funding some conservation.
1: Right? Throw
0: us your ideas.
1: We'll need that in uh, 12-point font, (laughs) (laughs) double-spaced, no more than 100 pages.
0: Perfect. All right. Cool. So, yeah, if you want to check out some bonus episodes or science science news or check out how to become a patron
1: check out our website click on our patreon link or you can go to our link tree on instagram and check out our patreon that way
0: Other ways you can support, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we'll send you a sticker. Possibly two if you send us pictures of your pets. Fill out the contact form on our website. Or you can just email us at you're going to die out there at gmail.com. And send me your mailing address. It's that easy.
1: You can also support us by checking out our sponsor links on our website sponsor page. All of our sponsors are eco-friendly, zero waste. You will get discounts using our discount codes and the links that we provide.
0: And you can also support us by following us on Instagram or Twitter and listening on any platform like Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Oh, and if you have ideas for stories or you saw some interesting news or some science news, feel free to send us an email or send us a DM on Instagram. And until next time,
1: don't die out there. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Well, I also have an announcement. I got another cat. Just kidding.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) You really had an announcement. I was waiting.
1: Oh no, yeah, no, I have no announcements. I well actually let me take that back. I did purchase my tickets for RollerCon twenty twenty two.
0: That's amazing.
1: I'm really excited about it. And I'm just saying that like let's not have another pandemic because I just Well I mean go. we're still having a pandemic. Well right, yeah, yeah.
0: But like let's let's try and keep it on the on the <laughs> D L Yeah. Let's can, bring it down. Can
1: everybody just like can we live with it? You know what I mean? Like can we Yeah be okay? I just want to roller skate with a bunch of really fun people. Mm -hmm. and I've never been to Las Vegas. Throw in some debauchery. Yeah, oh, so much debauchery, I can't even Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I'm I'm happy for you.
0: You guys missed the side notes, come on. (laughs) No, side (laughs) note is that my daughter, when she was like four, she was laying there looking at me, and she was like, mommy, I have to tell you something. I was like, what? And she's like, never mind, never mind. I was like, no, just tell me what, what is it? Just tell me, what is it? Mm -hmm. And she's like, because she has brown eyes. Both my girls have brown eyes. Right, right. Because yeah. they're like Islander girls. Mm-hmm. And she was looking at my eyes and she's like, you have eyes like a cat. Because <laughs> they're green. <laughs> and she was just like staring at me like it really freaks her out.
1: <laughs> she's like, I don't know what to think about this.
0: I don't know what to think.
1: Are you a cat?
0: Yes. They are sexually
1: mature between... <laughs> <laughs> Saber does not want to talk about reproduction right now. So
0: hilarious. The anyway, litter. Imagine the litter. You'd have uh... to... You'd need to hire like a full time person to keep up with. There that. would just
1: be a room with poop. You know what I mean? Like, here's the poop room. <laughs> it's just, just covered, and you just take a shovel or like. God, something imagine and you just, like, cat push poop. Forty
0: four cat poops a day?
1: No, thank you. Ugh. I mean, would it be cool to have forty four cats? Maybe. I don't know. They. Like,
0: <laughs> I feel like
1: when you get like so many, at uh, some point it becomes kind of like frustrating. I mean, even with the five, when I walk out of the room in the morning, I'm like, you guys need to calm down. Yeah. It's just like too much movement. Oh, and, the, yeah. and they all just kind of run together, the tails up. You know what
0: I mean? Anybody want to adopt some cats? I know I have to. they come as a pair.
1: We just, my son just named them Eggs and Bacon. And they're really cute.
0: There's a male and a female. They're spayed and neutered. Yes, I, that happened uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. They're ready for new homes. They are. Anybody want to adopt out there? Let us know. Eggs and Bacon. <laughs>